Hey guys, welcome back to a Taco Queens podcast. Um, it is your girls. We are here um, today. Well, more so tonight, we wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit and just talk about a pretty relevant topic that I think everyone can relate to. Um, we want to talk about mental health um, and the importance of mental health. I can personally say these past few weeks, life has been kicking my bootay. Um, and just between like work um, and like everything going on, like at home between like the two, um, I'm a working mom for um, a lot of you guys out there. I have three kids um, for those that are listening. So sometimes I struggle in finding the balance between um, working and, um, coming home and then managing things with the kids. Um, so yeah, um, we're just gonna jump right in and, and, you know, everyone can kind of just go around and we can kind of talk about, you know, the importance. And if you guys know of any like resources, um, we'll make sure to kind of list those as well. Um, so that way, um, you all can kind of know resources that you can reach out to. So we go ahead and start now. Um, I just had to, you know, kick out a little joke, but yeah, life has been life being like a lot this week. Um, just started school. I mean, it was fun, but you know, you get the gist of things, and then you have to go to work. I mean, I change shifts for you know my school. It's it just has been a lot on me. Like, really on me and doing this content creating, I just think, like, oh, wow, I have to post and then do the homework, the assignments. And it's it's not a lot on me to say, but I'm just used to, you know, social media. (laughs) It's just a lot. It's just been a lot lately. I just think that. Yeah, I can definitely agree um, with that. And I know too, like normally, I mean, like content creating, depending on how much and, and what your focus is, it it is is essentially like a job within itself and trying to keep up with like posting and interacting and trying to think of content that people are um, going to want to listen to. Um, so yeah, that can be definitely a challenge and trying to balance that part of, you know, so, in terms of like social media and outside of your regular platform. And then as well as trying to balance whatever's going on in your personal life, like at home, outside, and then also trying to balance work or school. Um, it could all seem like a lot in terms of trying to like balance um, your time and making time for everything. Yeah. Like with changing shift wise, we at well, I actually had a hustle with that because I don't know with my job with healthcare, they tend to you know have a little fusion going like, oh, I need you to come in, I need you to come in on this time. And why did you change your shift? Because I have class, that's why I changed my shift. Like, it's like they they, they really can't comprehend on certain things. I don't tell them about the content creation part because they, healthcare don't know what anime is. Like, <laughs> if you tell them, oh, I got a podcast and it's about anime, they're going to be like, what the hell is anime? <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. I just want to give up, y'all. I'm afraid to drop the ball and say screw it all. Um, 
So looking like that, the um, <clears throat> I'm a single mom, as you guys know, um, and I depend on my I depend on my mom a lot. Which, so like. I just be going through it with her and I go through it with a lot in my family. So it just, and I, and I go to school and I recently flunked out of one of my classes. Uh, I haven't been doing any of my work. Life's just been really just kicking my ass. And then uh, my daughter started kindergarten and I'm trying to get used to her being into like regular school. Cause she just, she went for, she was like in daycare. So it was a little more easier being that I could leave her like in daycare girl day but it's not like that anymore so like now I'm getting accustomed to like having to interact with parents and having to be more social as a parent as like in a, as a parent wise um yeah it's a lot uh it's just a lot I was doing caregiving but I, I quit because it was just a lot um the hours just was not working with me with the way I have to deal with my daughter like she needs my attention a lot um I'm like trying to learn how to stay off my phone because my daughter tells me I'm on my phone too much and I don't listen to her. So kind of like dealing with that and that kind of like hurt my feelings. And so I'm just trying to learn how to balance my personal life, my life with my living with my family and school and trying to go back to work as well because I'm not working right now and that's taken a lot of toll on me. So now like I have to depend on my parents even more than what I would like to so uh it's just been causing a lot a lot of arguments probably like every other day we're having an argument yeah you you would tell me things like that and I'd have to tell you like no like we'd have to chill it's a girl it's a lot like you know how you just be having you know you could just go to the day you have a good day you'd be like yeah I'm having a great day like my day will start off like that and then it'll just go it'll just go like south it'll just take a whole a whole nother turn I'd be like what I'd be sitting here like what happened like I was having a nice day everything was going good and then I'm just like okay um yeah I don't want to do nothing and I just feel like I just want to give up and I just don't want to do anything sometimes. Yeah, I really do be getting those feelings like, I don't know, it's a feeling when you're driving. Okay, I can, it's a perfect example of this feeling. Like when you're driving and it's just this thought in your mind, like you're driving and you just, I don't know, like it's like a a sick thing or another thought in your mind just telling you to do something and you're just driving. (laughs) Like just do it. Bump into their bumper. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. I find going for drives kill, like uh, clear my mind. Being that I don't live by the beach anymore, I can't just like walk to the beach and kind of just go sit there for hours. I go by yeah. this little this little boopsy little lake or whatever I could find, and I'll just like sit there and like think for a little bit. Yeah, see what I used to do, and I know this is so dangerous. Like, you really shouldn't go walking at night. But that's what I really used to do. I used to walk at night. And on the track, it used to be so cool. Like, it used to be so, not cool, cool, but I used to feel good. And I used to run the track at night in a sports bra and shorts. And, you know, just run. And run with music playing. Like, 
and it felt good. And I used to run back home. It felt so good. I used to do that. I used to do that. And I think it's important just um, to try to figure out a hobby or some kind of outlet. Um, If you feel like you're suffering from anxiety, I can say personally, I I consider myself a pretty strong-willed person. Um, and normally, I guess you could say, I, I like to say, I consider I don't crack under pressure, but this past year, um, like I actually, um, was able to like talk to a, um, therapist through my job. Um, I'm lucky to where I have a, um, career that does connect me to resources like for free. Um, and with that, like I have anxiety. Um, so probably a lot of the stuff that I was feeling, normally and I kind of was just kind of bottling it in or trying to figure out how to just be stressed out uh, abnormally stressed out it's actually anxiety so um I learned that about myself this year um so then that way I can try to work on things and how to how to manage that um because it can be um a lot and I work um on average 50 hours a week. Um I'm required to work 10 hour shifts in my job. Um so 50 hours is the minimum that I work. Um and I think the most I've worked is probably anywhere from like 60 to 65 hours um in a week. Um and then I come home and like I said I I'm a mom first so then I my brain doesn't shut down. It just continues to cycle through. Um, and so making sure that, you know, you, you, it's important that you, um, have some sort of like outlet. And I feel like if you're a parent as well, it's also important to make sure that you take the time, whether it's a day or luckily, hopefully maybe you can get a day, if not a day, a few hours within a day, even if it's maybe one hour, maybe you can't even get two hours to yourself. I feel like as, as a parent, um, especially as a mother, it is important to make sure that you find the time to do something for yourself um, because it is so easy to almost essentially lose your identity in the state of caring for your child. Um, and then if you take into account like your your the more children you have, the more um, that can at times, um, I will say it for myself, it's probably the same if you even have one, but I can say definitely because I have multiple, I have three, um, that at times um, it's like somebody is always needing something from me. Um, and then I, and then I'm a wife on top of that. So then you want to try to do, you know, things where you're not leaving your spouse out and not including them. So then that is also another thing within itself. So yes, it's important to do things together as a couple. It's important to do things with your kids, but it's really important to do stuff for yourself. And even if you're not in a relationship and you don't have kids, you just want to hang out with your friends. I feel like it's important to make sure that you make the time to do something that you feel like is fulfilling for you. Um, because yeah, it, I think that that's really important to make sure that you're investing your time into yourself. Yeah. Self-care is always important. Like it doesn't matter what you do. Like you can go to even a place that you don't mind going. Like if you really don't want to go to a crowded place, like a bar, a club, any place like that, like if it's something that, you know, it's an atmosphere, it's a it's a vibe. It's something that you never experienced. Like that's self-care. That's something 
like just go and experience something like I can explain it <laughs> like me going to get my nails done my a full set a pedicure <laughs> all of those things are self-care spa um me going to a hookah lounge <laughs> like it's self-care like Go treat yourself. You deserve it. You really do. And honestly, like I was saying that really just reminds me of this video I saw. Sorry, my niece in the background. This video I saw on Twitter where there was like a bunch of moms and they were talking about like how they never really get to ditch that mom role and just be themselves and they don't really have that time and then when they express that like they don't really like being a mom they have these weird looks and these weird comments that they get from people because it's not that they don't love their kids they just don't like the role of being a mom 24 7 and that like you don't really escape that yeah that's 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 very true that's very true and it's like um when you become a parent Obviously, for some people, it is a choice that, you know, they make. Sometimes, you know, things happen and people accept, um, you know, that's the choice and that's the decision that they're going to do is to be a parent, whether they have somebody or not. Um, but at the end of the day, it's important to realize that you are a person, you are your own individual before you became like a parent. Um, and that, you know, you as a person, like you have to make sure that you do things um, that are fulfilling to you. So then that way you can be the best mother to your kids, because it is hard um, when like, like right this week has been like a crazy week for me because all of my kids, including my husband, are sick. Um, so it's like I'm not getting a break. Um, so when you you go for so long and you're not getting sleep, I'm still having to go to work. I'm still now coming home. I'm taking care of everybody. Um, that's an extreme case because that's not something that happens all the time, but it can take a toll on you when you feel like I can't even move without having someone clinging um, to me, essentially, um, at, at, cer- at a certain point. Um, so it does become a lot. Um And, you know, that does make people, you know, judge and say, well, that's the choice that you made. And, you know, you should always love your children. And and you do. You do always love your kids. Um, It's just sometimes, too, you have to make sure so that way you can be the best version of yourself for them, that you make sure that you invest that time in doing things that fulfill you as well. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people about being a mom, I think a lot of people forget that you really are a person with feelings. Because I have people say to me, like, uh, you're a mom, your feelings don't matter, you know, like, you don't come first. Because you have a child, they always come first. Like, you're not first with anything. And it's, um, <clears throat> it is hard. <clears throat> my daughter's, you know, I only have one child. But her being the only child, like, she wants my attention every second, every hour. Every, like, she doesn't really have anyone to play with. So she just wants my attention every second, every hour. And sometimes I lock myself in the bathroom uh, just to get like a peace of mind, just like a few seconds, just to like clear my head. Um, Dealing with kids is a lot, like, especially like when they're cranky or they're just kind of just like, they're just whining and they just, they're just having a day and you're having a day. It just doesn't. It doesn't add up well. And I think it's right. And I think it's important, even outside of being a parent, like I said, um, even if you're not a parent, your group of friends that you hang out with, um, the people that you surround yourself with, 
you know, you see it all the time, people saying like, be mindful who you hang out with. And that is, that is really true. Um, because you can kind of pick up on people's energy and just always try to surround yourself if you're able to, to, you know, with people that kind of have that positive mindset, those that are encouraging, um, you know, there are such a thing as we obviously all know, like of toxic friendships and things like that. So just make sure anyone that you allow around you and around your energy is somebody that really has the best intentions for you. Um, so on those days that you are maybe not feeling like yourself, um, the kind of relationships that you have with your friends, I think also plays um, a, a really big part. Um, I remember when I was in college, um, I had some uh, girls who I would, would have considered, you know, my friends at the times. I started, I think, talking to this guy and they would like passive aggressively like tweet um like subliminal messages about me um but wouldn't say it to me but obviously I knew it was about me um so I had to kind of just let that go um but it's crazy how you and ever like people can easily switch up on you like that which makes me be even more mindful yeah. um of the people that I surround myself with um, because there's a lot of people who can smile, you know, in front of your face. And then as soon as you do one thing that they may not agree with, then they're so quick to just kind of, instead of having that one-on-one conversation with you, which everyone can agree to disagree, they'll go to social media and post about you and trash talk you. And that's kind of like the new norm. Um, people don't really like to have face-to-face conversations like that. Um, It's kind of hard to find. Now it's kind of like everyone vents on social media. Not everyone, but you see people venting on social media and then the only face-to-face interaction now is an argument instead of people just kind of talking um, about their feelings. That's why, like, I rather, with my emotions, I rather not, this is, like, a toxic trait of mine. And I say, like, this is a big one. A big toxic trait. <laughs> I dip off on everyone and I pretend that I rather pretend that they don't exist. You really don't have to say anything to me. And it's really not you, it's me because I don't want to bring bad vibes to you. If my bad vibe level is all the way wrong. I'm not I'm I do not want to bring any bad vibe to you. Like I really don't because I know I know it's me. So if everything is good your way, why would I bring it to you? Why would I bring bad vibes towards you? Why would I do that? So I it's me. I need to take myself before I come towards you. And that's and I think and I think one good thing which we which is really important that we've been having this kind of conversation. I feel like when I was growing up talking about mental health and mental um, like anxiety, depression, things like that were not normal for, for me in my, in my environment, which I grew up, especially as a person of, of like as a black woman um, that wasn't kind of normal. Um, my mom was a single parent. She went through a lot of stuff and it was normal for her to kind of go through the trenches essentially, and just kind of suck it up and come out on top. Um, and not, 
talk to anyone really about her, her, the things that she went through in her life. Um, so that wasn't really like a normal thing to kind of go see a, a therapist um, and to, to possibly get help, um, which is why I think it's important that, you know, us even having this conversation as, as women of color, um, I think it's one of those things that still, I mean, we've made a lot of progress, I feel like, but I still think there's like the underlining stigma. Like if you're a person of color, like they don't, we're less likely at times to reach out for resources and to say like, Hey, I think I need help. Um, whatever that help may be, it could be therapy, it could be medication, it could be whatever, but just the general approach saying like, Hey, I think I need help with my mental health is still like a work in in progress for our community. That's how I feel. I think most people are afraid to get like help away, like go to a doctor's office and they get missed and diagnosed with something. And that's the, I think that's the main biggest fear in a way, because if they get diagnosed with anything, they'll just, they'll just get like really shocked and they'll get scared. That's that was my, you know, when I went to MUSC, I think you know where this at, but I got diagnosed with something and I was not expecting and they told me I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, all of that. And it was at a very, very, very young age. And I was like, huh? What is that? Well, I know what depression and anxiety was, but I was like, huh? At the, at this age, I should be happy. Why why now? But I was very shocked. I was very shocked. And um, I was just going for a simple checkup and I just told them how I feel. And I was being very honest on the forms. And that's how they get you. That's really how they get you on the forms. And it was just wild. And but that's people like biggest fear, like filling out forms, going and get diagnosed. Like it's it's very crazy. Um, I feel like like what you were saying, oh, like when I was a kid, I used to hear like my grandparents say like that's white people stuff. Like we don't we don't go to therapy. Like that's that's like white people stuff. You don't have a reason to be depressed. You don't have a reason to be sad. Like I feel like as in a black community, a lot of times most of us all we know is trauma sometimes. And I feel like also sometimes parents reflect their trauma onto their children. Like that's for like we do go we go through depression and we go through certain things you have some parents like not understanding why you're feeling that way and I feel like I know when I was growing up like my feelings were always invalidated like they were I never felt like my feelings were validated as a child so like as an adult I sometimes feel like my inner child is like yelling at me to you know like deal with certain issues and certain things that are going on like within my personal life and things like that and I think that's kind of hard for people because you hear that a lot in your life like you know that's why people stuff you don't need therapy or you don't have a reason I think people feel like because you got a roof over your head you got a job you have these things that that means that you're happy I mean some people could have all the money in the world and still not be happy because I mean I think happiness is something that you have to truly find that's within yourself like what what makes you happy yeah you have a good job yeah you have money yeah you have all these things but 
does that make you happy? Um, and like, like you said, the internet, I feel like the internet is definitely a way people express themselves now. Like a lot of people don't do face-to-face. They kind of just text or they kind of just, they go on the internet and like they vent, like they're venting, like they, they vent, you know, to everybody. They put all their business out there. And sometimes they, I think a lot of people expect they're going to get like positive feedback. And sometimes they don't get that positive feedback that they, that they wanted. So that's why I also feel like sometimes you got to take a break from the internet because the internet can be really toxic. It can. It really can. And I think, too, it's also important in terms of, like, if you feel like you have, you know, something going on, like something going on, you know, in terms of your mental health. One thing that I can say kind of bothers me is that when people use that as an excuse for their repeat behavior, like when they're when they're mean and nasty to other people, and then the excuse is, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm I'm just going through a lot, and you know my mental health." And it's like we are all going through a lot, and you like lashing out on people and then constantly using that as an excuse. I don't think that that's fair. Um, because if that's the case, then you really need to, you know, get. Um, help or find if you have help, then maybe it's not working. Look into other alternatives. But to use that as a means to uh, hurt someone else, I don't think that that's right either. So if someone like feels like that that's the case, then you're going to have to try to dig deep within yourself and say like, hey, maybe what I'm doing isn't working. Um, but yeah, don't don't use that um, as an excuse to belittle someone else. Well, sorry, I think sorry, there. sorry, I think I froze for a little bit. But there, I'm back. Well, we we've been there before. When yeah, someone, uh, <laughs> you know, taking their uh, you know, their problems, and that's funny that you say that because I was yeah, because I was just room. I was like yeah yeah been, we have definitely I hate when people like compare. Like really compare, try to compare, oh, uh, like really try to compare past traumas and try to compare on um, like, I'm not saying I have a disability, but it's really epilepsy. But I hate when people try to compare things like that in with trauma, like, oh, I've been through this. And it's like I, a trauma competition. Like, are you trying to trauma bond? No, this isn't working. Like, why would you do that? That's no. Like, I've been through worse. Like, and for you to make a joke out of it, are you bullshitting me? No. Are you bullshitting me now? <laughs> no. Like, I it was it was very crazy. Like, that was like for you to okay, I okay, I, I can explain. Okay. I've been to therapy when I was mm, at the age of, I'd say, 12, 13. And that sounds very young, very young. I've been because I'd say a home invasion, but it was it was a home invasion. I wouldn't say I'd say, but it was. And my stepfather was killed. I saw it all. Of course, I wish I hadn't seen it, but yeah. And uh, long story short, someone made fun of it and tried to, you know, compare 
what she had going on and it wasn't even close to what she saw and I was like what like are you serious are you bullshitting me ma'am like please stop (laughs) like and for her remark to say well therapy I guess it didn't work out I'm like okay (laughs) it was it was a lie Here's the thing, everybody, I hate when people do like trauma bonds or like, it's like a trauma competition. Everybody's trauma and what I feel or what Tori feel, it can be completely different. It's not a competition about what somebody's been through with their trauma. You just know somebody's been through something. That doesn't mean to have like a a competition. Like I I know somebody like that. I remember... uh, and one of my th- my therapy sessions, we were discussing, like I said, I'm adopted. Um, one of our, like about our parents. Uh, my mother lives in a facility. She's lived there all my life. She lives in a mental facility. And this this girl was like, well, my mom this and my mom. And I'm like, girl, this is not a, this is not a competition. It's, it's not a competition to, you shouldn't even be having a competition about trauma. It's not something to be, Add more foolishness to the trauma. Listen, like I think the best thing when you when someone's talking about their trauma or someone's talking about their life, just listen. You know, like when my friends call me and, and they they want to talk about what's going on, like I listen. I'm not there for judgment. I'm not there to judge. I'm just here to listen and to be a good friend. I feel like that's the most important thing uh, when you're dealing with someone that is trying to heal and trying to get over it their trauma not be an asshole and say you know just messed up things to somebody because you know crazy people will say messed up things to you but then when you say it back or you match that energy it's like oh you can't talk to me like that but like didn't you just have that that energy with me a few seconds ago and I think people just people forget people forget that like we're all human and we all feel just like everybody else and we go through things you're either going to listen and be supportive or you get the hell out of my face and just keep it pushing. Yeah, because, like, as you guys, like, you know, as you guys got to know me, I, I'm, like, the nicest, you know, person I can be. But when you bring up my past, I I get to the old me because back then I did not care about anything. Anything flew out of my mouth, like, like really anything flew out of my mouth back then and I did not give anything like that's when I started drinking really bad like really at an early age I wouldn't say like that early age I say I had my first drink when I was what 15 (laughs) that's bad that's really bad because for me to have to see blood at that age in my backyard that shook me that shook me and I wanted it out of my mind I wanted it out of there and bottoms up (laughs) it went and that's when I just started going to therapy therapy didn't work still saw images and um, I mean I still drink to this day because I'm a grown-up but (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but yeah but 
I just hate when people, you know, bring up my past. That's all. <laughs> you got anything to say, Tori? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, um, yeah, as Um, like I was gonna say, I know that when like people are talking to me, I try to not in a negative way, but I try to relate to a story to understand where they're coming from. And I didn't realize that people saw that as like a negative thing until like maybe like a year or two ago. And I was like, oh shit, I do that all the time. I hope when I've related you with a story, like you're not thinking I'm trying to compete with you, that I'm trying to whatever. I really just like, I hear what you're telling me and I'm like, hmm, okay, this kind of seems like this to me. And I'm telling, is it like the same vibe so I can understand where you're coming from and I can understand like what you're, you're going through because like that's how I can relate to you and really be able to give you the best advice and really understand where you're coming from. So I never realized like, dang, people think like you're comedian and there is like a trauma thing going on. So I was like, all right, just listen, bro. Don't say anything. <laughs> like, just like when people tell you and like ask, like, is it okay if like I try and tell you if this matches or whatever? And then so, or like at least state my intention before and after so they don't think I'm like trying to compete with them because it's definitely not a competition. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that, but like, that's definitely something that like I found myself doing often and I never realized that people saw it negatively until recently and I was just like damn I've been doing this my whole life and they probably think I'm just a bitch (laughs) and I'm like and I never realized that people did not like this and that they viewed it as this negative aspect so like hearing like you guys talk about that as well I'm just like damn I feel like asshole So and so I th- I think it's just like because people probably come across a lot of people that do trauma competition. I'm telling you, some people yeah. like people get aggressive. They'd be like, "Well, I went through this." And I'm like, "Ooh, okay, just just calm down, like calm down." I can, like with me personally, I can tell when someone's trying to understand me and relate and just like understand where I'm coming from. But I can tell when someone's like literally having a trauma competition with me because they'll go like back to back to back. I'm like, okay. This conversation. Yeah, same. It's what I really can detect when someone's actually trying to be funny. Cause I had this one person, you know, said something and they wrote it out and sent the um, clown emoji. And I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, huh? And then I just, you know what? I loved it. I left it alone and I loved it. I loved it because it wasn't worth my time. None of it was worth my time. Because why are you talking about my past? It's in the past. (laughs) And I can say this, and this will kind of be like one of my, kind of, I guess, my closing notes. If you feel like you need, um, you know, therapy or whatever that is, I will say um, find the right therapist that kind of, fits with for you um you may have to kind of go through a trial and error error stage so don't get discouraged if you try one person and you're like oh god no like this isn't going to work out you may have to kind of um 
try a few different ones um, to see what's going to work best. But um, don't get discouraged um, by one. Just keep trying to find the right person that's going to be the best fit for you because not everybody is for everyone. Um, no two cloths are cut the same. So if you have to kind of go through a trial and error to find somebody that you feel like works for you and your values and your comfort level, then do that um, because there's tons of therapists and counselors. And now we are in a generation where you can even do therapy and counseling over your phone, via your phone. Um, so that is like, you know, a new resource that has become available as you see all these like apps and things that you can do for your mental health. Um, but yeah, it'll be trial and error. Um, same with if you feel like you want to take the medication route and there are medications and stuff that they prescribe, I would just say be honest. If you don't feel well or you feel like a medication isn't working for you, be as honest as possible um, because the only person you're hurting in the long haul is yourself. Um, so if you feel like you try to get a medication recommendation and that doesn't work for you, I would personally just recommend saying that um, and figuring out what other options because there's tons of um, ways outside of medication and, and things like that to where you can, that will possibly help, but you're going to have to do a little trial and error to see what what's going to work best um, for you. And I definitely recommend if you are a person of color, trying to find um, a therapist that is also like a person of color. I really just looked up like my first time going to a therapist that I met the most perfect therapist for me and she really saved my life. And she was a black woman and it was just honestly like super great and a really great experience but I have friends that um, like have therapists and one of my friends actually <laughs> um, did a, had this therapist meeting via Zoom and hung up on his therapist. So you never know, like you're going to have to definitely try. It might not be perfect, but there are definitely registries out there to find a black therapist or a person of color that is a therapist. So um definitely look for those because it's easier to talk to somebody that can relate to you on every single aspect for the most part. You can. I just want to say for a closing statement, I just want to say, take a break from the internet sometimes, you guys. Um, go out, go eat, go get your nails done, get your toes done, get a facial, get a massage. Just do something for yourself. Take care of you first. Always remember to put you first. And I want to point out a big thing. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. It is okay to be selfish. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And if people think that you're being selfish, then they're not the people for you. So take a break. If you got to take a break from life, take a break from people, that's fine. Because we all, we all, everyone needs a mental break and sometimes just needs to step away from the computer your phone sometimes you even need to step away from people and that is perfectly fine so always remember stay healthy stay happy and we're out <laughs>